0: Welcome to the Champagne Lounge. Alrighty, my guest on today's episode is one of my favorite wine buddies for Wine Wednesday and at conferences that both of us gladly attend, creating content and having a lot of fun. The amazing Deb Zabo. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey Rebecca, how are you going today?
0: I am fabulous, my love. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. We had a few technical things um, just tuning in right now, which is quite funny for
0: both. Oh, of us. I love the fact that both of us with backgrounds in video. I've just gone and just completely (laughs) spent 25 minutes, the length of the podcast that we were going to record at, um, half an hour ago, trying to troubleshoot the issues that we had, but we're back on track (laughs) we've managed to do it still with smiles on our faces. Um, now I've just alluded to the fact that you are also in the video industry. Tell us a little bit about you and how you've become the video marketing coach for social content and video creation. Yeah,
1: um, I have a background in media and marketing and I became, I guess, interested in using video to help promote business and I saw incredible results. So I had hacked around with it for forever using my phone and saw incredible results within the business and then you could say probably over lockdown, I really deep dived into Um, all the things video and learned all the things because it was just such an incredible helpful tool to connect with people at the time online and so I began studying through doing online courses and then just hyper focusing on needing to learn all the things so yeah so that's how I ended up doing that and and I've been working in marketing for like I said a long long time and I ended up setting up my business this year helping people turn up on camera online to promote their business.
0: Which is something that all business owners should be doing. And after myself being in the industry for a decade doing big corporate work, big live streams, I know that many small business owners need to get into this a little bit more, which is what you're sort of nailing and teaching them to get into creating content by themselves without the whole big team, right?
1: Yeah, because like, I've always hired people to come in and help produce, you know, quality content for people to use evergreen in their business. And it became also apparent that you also need to communicate day to day basis. And so to manage that, it's about using what's in your pocket, which is our phones these days and giving that control back over to businesses to be able to fill in the gaps of, of creating professional video
0: if we had to do two or three key takeaways of just, I've got my phone, I've no idea what I'm doing, what would be your top three things that business owners need to be conscious of when creating content, or even actually how they can go about creating it. Because you've just said to me before we hit the record button, my phone's on the side, I'm recording a bit of a reel in the background. And yet that's just the way that your brain works because you've, yep. I you've trained yourself to go what are yep. my content opportunities here? So what can people yeah. be thinking about and, and carrying with them without taking like trolley loads and trolley loads of equipment to be able to capture content on the fly and create it really easily? Yeah,
1: i go back to, I've got, you know, a good camera sitting in front of me, but I have a um, an iPhone in my back pocket all the time. And so my mind became conditioned to looking at just documenting everyday things and just whipping it out and going, what's really boring for our normal brain is actually really valuable content when you document it as you go along. The other thing I always have, and anyone that knows me, I'll always have a selfie stick in my in my bag. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's a mini tripod, and they're perfect to get, you know, content on the run, and just setting up your phone for maximum. Um, quality like these phones do 4k quality these days so and just being aware of documenting things and I often see with um, people I work with they're so used to just getting the camera out and taking a photo like this where it's yeah. just about re-educating people to think turning vertical video for that's you know short form content and then just switch it from photo to video and just get the same thing, but as a video, because it's got so many more uses that we can create.
0: One of the things that I have only just started to use, and I'm going to call it a little hack, which I'm sure you probably use already, is I actually video most things and then take a screenshot as the photo. Is that something that you would recommend that people can do so you can get more content out of just the one device?
1: I... One of my things I have to write a post-it note is get thumbnail <laughs> get thumbnail cover shot. And um, whenever I'm taking videos, it is a thing of reminding myself to get a photo as well because your thumbnail, um, and I work with, you know, photographers of, and I love photography. Actually, that's probably what start, sparked my passion in content creation, you know, when I was a teenager, but the photos will help. Um, and complement your video content as
0: well yeah, and it's so it's so important to try and get into a bit of a rhythm, right? Have that checklist, I know that you 've got a little checklist, I have a checklist for content, um, and it 's getting into that that rhythm of just documenting almost everyday mundane things sometimes to create and reuse that content now you 're teaching all of this in your online program, and I know that you 've packed that full of everything for for business owners to take them on that journey but you mentioned just now that you've only recently started your business in this space, which it comes with its own roller coaster ride of journeys in starting a business. So what made you step away from, I'm going to say the safety net of your previous career and go, I'm jumping all in. I'm going to give it a crack and start something new. Cause it's, it's no mean feat to jump into a new business.
1: It's the passion of thinking big and I'm an ideas girl that has a lot of big ideas and I often will see things that other people can't and it's for me... I've had some incredible jobs and journeys, but my first business I had when I was 19 and I had my last business back in 2008. So it kind of felt like going back to familiar ground for me. I've always had that entrepreneurial brain of ideas and action. And I think that's, it is a risk. It's a risk-taking adventure when you go, all right, I am leaving the safety net of of a regular employment and And income, but the rewards from that are so much bigger than what you can ever anticipate if you put the action behind it.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And when a few episodes ago we talked to Simone about jumping back into um, a new business after taking a break, and for her the break was around taking it from startup and growing that big, and then really hitting burnout stage and wanting to spend time with the kids and coming back in and going, whoa, technology has changed so much, and I'm having to learn Mm. everything again from scratch. How did you find that, you know, jumping in and and finding all the tech because the technology of running a business has changed and also you're Mm. teaching people the tech that's ever-changing constantly. All the change, constantly changing. I think Instagram changes
1: every single day. Mm. And I think probably my ability to hyper-focus when I want to learn something and understand something is probably my superpower and that's how I probably consolidated You know, years of video learning into a short amount of time because I would literally spend every night and morning and day, you know, watching YouTube stuff on how to, you know, (laughs) let's get better transitions, lighting and all the things. So I, you know, did these online courses, but I was also out there practicing it as well. And I think that's one of the biggest things is being able to implement what you learn. It's probably one of those things that I look at myself as a little star shaped peg trying to fit myself into square holes that doesn't work. So going out on my own was literally about getting out and being the star. Being <laughs> that, the star,
0: you know? <laughs> Putting yourself front and center. <laughs> so um, in terms of those ups and downs though right like trying something new you're never going to get it first time like straight off the bat. So What are the things that you've had to, what are the skills you've had to craft, I guess, in terms of learning that patience? I use that word because entrepreneurs don't tend to have patience. Um, patience. They want things done now and they want things created yesterday. How have you learned to harness that and craft your version of patience to learn those skills and consistently learn new things and have the time and the brain space to actually sit and go, how do I figure this out and how do I learn it? I'm
1: very impatient, but I'm also one of the most patient people around. And the reason I say that is when I manifest something, it's like I'll come out and I'll go, right, I'm doing this. And everyone will go, where did that come from? Like I, I'm really, you know, spontaneous. But it's actually the thought process that was created a year ago and laying those foundations. And and that that's how I work. I, you know, I started researching because I use Kajabi as my online Uh, website which also supports me with all the other tech side of things with my business an online course and I I started a year ago researching that so I would get up at 3am in the morning and watch the webinars in America because I wanted to know all the things so I can't I do I go extreme in in learning (laughs) things and absorbing it and then I'm like right I'm ready to go so and I think I get to that point Like before I left my business, and I guess this is if I can give any takeaways to anyone that is currently working and wanting to go out on their own, is I was Mm -hmm. literally, instead of watching Netflix of a night, doing the work on setting up my website, doing the work, researching how do I, what do I, what does it look like, doing planning, creating the plan. I've got whiteboards and post-it notes all over this wall here. And it's about thinking how do I want to design my life because if I don't design my life, someone else is going to. And I'm at a point now in my life where I literally want to have the flexibility to work anywhere in the world but help as many people globally as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're you're right. It's one of those things that I think – entrepreneurship and business ownership and living your dream life and creating business and life by design, which is what I'm all about, what the champagne lounge is all about supporting business owners in, is it kind of almost hides the hard work, the grit, the hours you've actually got to put in to get all those Mm. systems and processes set up and that planning done so that you actually can fruitfully enjoy that once it's all up and running. It's not just a quick fix. And I think it is that balance between like
1: going hard and grinding and burnout. You know, exactly. like I know that I've experienced both this year because I have been working, you know, my full time job Monday to Friday and then I'd finish at five o'clock and then I'd open up my next computer screen and work till, you know, 11 o'clock at night and um, and weekends, you know, I'd work all weekend to to get it set up. But I knew that wasn't forever and I was happy to do that because I had a big picture in mind and now I'm launching. So I launched my course in April and I did workshops and coaching back then and now I'm ready to launch my course again next week. And so to do that this time, I just have a little bit more awareness of working to get it all set up but not burning myself out this time. So. Yeah, it is, it is, it is a balance, but I think that if you want something bad enough, you've got to, you know, you, you've got to do a little bit of hard work to get the big
0: reward at the end. hundred percent, hundred percent. The Champagne Lounge isn't just a podcast. It's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection, community, and celebration. So wherever you are in the world, whatever stage of business you're at, if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us. As you and I both know, you can't do it alone, right? Like it's really quiet. It's gonna be a really lonely journey. You and I both met actually through Tina Tower's group, her Empire Builder when we were working at the online course world and the Kajabi world um and you've jumped into the champagne lounge and to to get that sort of i guess what did you jump in it for you know what what are you getting from the community that we're in now in terms of that support factor that you hadn't found elsewhere that's enabled you to keep to keep growing,
1: yeah. Great question. I um, joined Her Empire Builder uh, in the last year and it's been great to give me all those templates and tools but what I found is that community has really accelerated my enthusiasm and support for going out on my own because as you know it can be a bit lonely out there. You know you're in your office and if you work from home you know you've got a studio set up at home you know it can be a bit lonely out there and i I wanted I made a mission to surround myself with like-minded people who are going the same places that I'm going. And it's the old thing, you know, you five people who you surround yourself in. So I wanted to, you know, enrich my, my brain and, and my being around like-minded people. And community to me and connection to me is a massive, massive driver. And the Champagne Lounge, what I love about it is that there's no agenda (laughs) for number one. (laughs) I love love networking and I think these days I'm an introvert, extrovert where I do like a little bit of both. But I, I just love, you know, together we brainstorm things. And when you get into the Champagne Lounge, it's like, you know, we get to just listen to other women of what what they're going through and or, and you can relate to and then you learn something. I don't think I've ever not turned up to one of our meetups and walked away going, oh, wow, I've learned something. Oh, wow, I took that away. Oh, I didn't know that. And it wasn't, I didn't turn up to learn something. I just turned up to connect and and meet other like-minded people. But I still walked away going, Oh my God, I didn't know that before. How helpful is that? So it's having that networking community of other business women that you learn things from, that you went feel inspired and, and you know, up level your knowledge because together it just feels a lot more supported when you can bounce things off. You know, it's like I'm struggling with this. How how do you work around this, you know?
0: And I think that's that's one of the key things there in terms of crafting it deliberately so there is space. So there's no agenda for specific conversations because sometimes you don't want to have a specific conversation and magic comes out of the space to create, the space to just be, the space to connect, uh, which kind of jumps back to almost how you're looking at your business now in terms of I need to give myself the space to give myself the right energy, right? There's magic in, in space, total magic in space. One of the other things I love in terms of the magic of business and community and life is that we're doing it all on our terms in our own way. So what has been the driving force for you in that perfect, perfect work day or work week? Like what would that look like when you finally get to the point that business and life is a hundred percent by your design? Great question.
1: Health is obviously a big part of, you know, when you're getting older, it's like, it's something that's definitely in the, the forefront and having time aside to you know, go for a morning walk, go to yoga, do all those things. Because when you're a busy, you know, mom and whatever, doing all the things it, that can sometimes get put aside. Sitting in an office nine to five, Monday to Friday, really isn't good for my being as well. So being able to travel and have that freedom to take advantage of opportunities that come up and not feel oh geez can I have a holiday you know can I put in permission to and I've been in those environments where I felt guilty of asking for a week off you know and I'm like I don't want to feel like that anymore I I went on a retreat which we went up in Port Douglas in uh, May I went to Queenstown in April and I'm planning another retreat in a couple of months time as well overseas and and it's all about connecting with other people as well. And I want to be able to sit anywhere in the world with my camera and my, and my computer, my laptop and, and create and, and inspire other people and yeah. connect.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love just the, just being able to dream it up and see it. And then knowing that you're going to get there, I think is one of those, really the joyous thing, right. Of being able to create it and bring it to life. And I know that you do this as well, because it's something that I love to talk about and get encouraged people to do. But how do you celebrate those milestones? Because as business owners, we're constantly going, okay, that's my next. That's my next. I want the next. And we very rarely sit down and go, oh, nailed that. High five wicked, actually did that. I've been planning that for six months and I've actually achieved it. We kind of just brush over it, but under the carpet and keep going. So how do you mark those milestones? and, And more importantly, how do you celebrate them?
1: I always like to reflect back on where I was a year ago, six months ago, three months ago, because sometimes we get so busy on that treadmill that we actually forget what we were doing and how much our lives have changed in that time. And it's important for me to just tick back going, oh, wow, six months ago I was doing this. How do I celebrate? Fabulous bottle of wine, of course, and a fabulous meal. Like yeah. I'm I'm a person that will open their best bottle of wine on a Tuesday night just because <laughs> I don't I like need a friends. reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love cooking. So for me to bring people together and have like, you know, a beautiful meal, whether it's going out or cooking at home, celebrating with a nice bottle of wine and it really is just those simple things that give me great pleasure. Mm. Having um, a place, I love travelling so much and having a place that I'm going to next as my reward, Um, a nice pair of shoes also, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) always helps. What's the next big goal that you've got that you're like, that's what I'm striving for and what's the reward on it?
1: Uh, I have, well, my course that I'm launching at the moment, I want to um, get that launched successfully and um, help more people. So I've got my goals around that. And I've also got a fabulous pair of Italian shoes that are on my bookmarked things when I tick that box, because they're fabulous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And how many people do you want to jump in to get that? What's your tangible number on it?
1: Um, I'm after 10 people this time, which um, I, and I say that because last time I had eight people on my course, which doesn't sound a lot, but I created a business from nothing. So I have a very small email list, which I'm growing. And if I feel that I can help a couple more people, then that would be a great reward for me because I've also got some other things on the go at the same time. So
0: you know what, that's massive. And I'm so glad you said that because you have to almost remember that you've just started it right like it's all very well seeing people get 50 100 several hundred people into different courses yeah. and different events and it's it's brand new like that stuff takes time and it always takes time to craft and build and build that credibility and build the trust in that and yeah I'm rooting yeah. for 10 people for you where your ultimate and, I, and,
1: and that's the thing isn't it like I'm sitting here going if I can just do a little bit more like truly my pie in the sky thinking is I love you know five times that amount but realistically i don't also want to be deflated before i even start of going well that's unrealistic so having a, some achievable goals is also in my scope with that as well and um and and just building the blocks building the foundations and over delivering in that like this this round in my course i have added so many more things um, and what I learnt in my April course, I've added things in now, like AI technology, and um, just a, a lot, a little bit more pre-recorded stuff because I teach this live because so many things change all the time. So, it, because it's taught live, we have those sessions, but there are some um, pre-recorded things in there that people can just, you know, bite-size in and, and get going with things. So,
0: yeah, no, I absolutely love that. I love, I love the bite-size elements of what you're teaching because I know from both my background and also as a business owner now, like our attention spans, we just want things easily digestible and accessible. And I love the creation of space that we've talked about and those tangible goals, right? Those tangible ones so that you can actually feel like you're winning and not just constantly feel like you're failing or not or not good enough. I think that's a really important takeaway for our listeners on the show today. We've nailed some amazing golden nuggets there, Deb. If you had to pick one, fabulous business tip that we our listeners could take away what would be your number one thing that you've learned along your business journey that you'd want someone else to know
1: yeah I think one of the things that I've learned about myself over the years is when you learn what your superpowers are and your personality type of what you um, do really well and what you thrive in that's probably my one tip if I was 20 years old or 30 years old I would go back and I've done a lot of personal development on that having that awareness but that's why I say about being a round peg in a square hole for people if they are trying to be um, a receptionist when they're an entrepreneur and sitting still at a desk is not their vibe like don't try and you know do that (laughs) shrink yourself down don't shrink yourself down and surround yourself that people that with the people that are the opposite of you. So like, because I'm, you know, the innovator, the creator, I need really structured, organised people that are happy to do the same thing day in, day out around me because that's the wonderful thing of balance. So really understand, do some work on yourself to understand your personality type and your strengths so you can shine in whatever work environment you're in.
0: I love that. Harnessing your uniqueness into superpower. I couldn't have scripted that better, my love, myself. (laughs) In fact, so Deb, thank you so, so much for jumping on the show, for sharing your wisdom, sharing your journey. I've absolutely loved our conversation and I will see you in the Champagne Lounge soon. I can't
1: wait. And Rebecca, thank you so much because the the Champagne Lounge for me, I find is a really beautiful community for feeling inspired for having casual conversation. Um, Often I, you know, might be, you know, the the hour session goes, but I'm like, oh, I can still, I've still got 20 minutes. I can still jump in without disrupting anyone. And I think for anyone that needs a little bit of connection, a little bit of um, uplifting inspiration, I would highly recommend jumping into the Champagne Lounge because it's such a beautiful community that you created and congratulations on that
0: thank you, my love. That means the world to me. And um, I hope that that just hearing your words on that inspires more more beautiful women to come and join us in that space. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being part of my community. Um, And thank you for sharing your story. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Champagne Lounge podcast. If you'd love to be part of our thriving global community, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to join us.